Hi, and welcome to Orpini. This is Saratova Beth. Today is Teth Adar, the day that the Fridiker ever came to America and said the famous words that America is not different, America is Nishanders. So here's the question, why is that important? And the reason it's important is because we're essentially speaking about the transfer of Hasidus from the upper half of the globe to the lower half of the globe. And the, the personal issue that we want to ask ourselves, the question we want to ask ourselves on this day is, what does that mean for me in my personal life? America is not different. America represents, is in the, what's called the lower, lower half of the hemisphere, where the revelation of Matan Tyra was not until half a century ago. So in my personal life, what would that mean? That would mean the upper half of the globe is my more spiritual part, where I'm um, committed, spiritually inspired, um, on board, on track, Whereas the lower half of the globe would really denote for me that part of my life that isn't quite up to sync. You want to say my, my neshama and my animal soul? Okay. My upper, upper aspects of my life and my lower aspects of my life? Fine. And then the question would be, what does it take to transfer the lower, to, to transfer all that inspiration to the lower parts of myself? It's not only the inspiration, but, well, let's ask ourselves, what happened in the place where Matan Tyra was? Eretz Yisrael, Eurasia, around there. The place that was very holy ever since, you know, ever since Matan Tyra. A place where, especially in Eretz Yisrael at the time of the base of Nidish, it didn't take a lot of effort to feel connected to God was just part of what happened. It's just part of the territory. Whereas in a place where the revelation of, of, of Torah did not happen, it's a lot more work. You know, you can see Hashkacha Pratis much more, much more easily in Eretz Yisrael. In Chutzla Eretz, you don't see Hashkacha Pratis, you don't see divine providence nearly as powerfully. If you don't see divine providence as powerfully, your life is more run by non-godly principles because that's what's in front of your eyes. Whatever is in front of your eyes, it's like the, 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 the energy of ADD. What happens when we're ADD? Kind of whatever is in, in front of our eyes is what takes over at that moment it becomes the guiding principle at that moment. So maybe if I'm ADD, I'm in the car driving to the shopping center and then somebody starts speaking about the park and how beautiful it is. And so if I'm intensely ADD, I would just say, well, great, let's go to the park and completely forget that we were on the way to somewhere else. Because the park flashed in front of my eyes and that became the only reality. So when we're ADD, the long-term plan fades, and what takes over is what we feel and see right here, right now, and we almost forget 
about the long-term plan and the long-term goal. So we become pulled by what's here right now. If my lower reality is not really a visibility of godliness, well, then it's going to direct my life. We're calling that the lower half of the globe, the lower hemisphere. And the upper hemisphere being a place of of godly, open godly inspiration and visibility, well, what's going to lead my life, what's right in front of my eyes is godly principles. So the question would be, what would it take to bring some of that godly light into my everyday life? And what it takes is the day of test other. The Nasi Hadar moving, moving his residence places permanence from the upper half of the globe to the lower. And the year actually that of this Sikha that we're learning was 50 years, Yaival Shanim, from that time because the Friedrich Rebbe came in 1950, Tafshin, and this was 1990, Tafshin, 50 years. Sorry, Tafshin is 1940. And and um, to 1990, a yevil of years. So we know what we've just said now that in the lower half of the globe there wasn't the giving of the Torah in a revealed way. So if that's the case, we understand what the how intense the novelty is that the Friedrich Rebbe then moves his residence to this place, this half of the globe, where if there's godliness, it's all undercover. It's all invisible. And Daska, in this lower half of the globe, in the uninspired place, that's where the center of Chabad Hasidus is transferred to, the center of Pneumis Atayra, the center of Nishmasa Zeraisa, that's a huge novelty. So the question is, what does it all have to do with Matan Tyrant? We've said several times that at Matan most of the revelation was in Panemius at It's not in the revealed Tyra. Most of it, what was the revelation? I mean, Matantara was, I don't know, how long did it last? 20 minutes? We don't know. But it was a short process. But it says in Midrash Chazal that when we stood at Harsinai, what did we see? We saw Maisa Merkava. We saw Maisa Merkava. We saw the, we saw the spiritual, spiritual, we had spiritual visibility. How do we know? The, we heard the Asaras the Ten Commandments, but we saw Mice and Rekava. As is emphasized at the beginning of the Asaras that are emphasized in the first two. Really, there are Ten Commandments. There are Ten Debris. But, but within the Ten, ten Commandments, the Ten Debris, the Ten Speeches, the Ten, the, the ten Speeches, Within those, we have the first two, and those first two include all of them. What are the first two? Anaychi and Loyelacha. 
all about what? Knowing God. What is knowing God all about? That's what Pneumia Satyra is all about. Knowing God. These first two commandments of the ten are about knowing God. And more specifically, there's the first Dibur, so what does it mean? I am God, your God. What does it mean? Three levels of God. Hashem's very essence. Havaya, God as he is above the world, and Elokecha, as he comes down into my everyday world. So three different levels of godliness. Asher Mitraim from the word the word Asher that I took you out of Mitraim, Asher from Aisher. The sphere of Keser. And in Keser itself, Keser which is higher than Keser. The very essence of Hashem. So we're talking about three levels of Hashem and tuning in somehow to Keser. By bringing down this revelation of Mahusavat Musa that Chazal say Yitzhiyas Nitzrayim was through this that Nigle Aleya Melech Malchay Amlachim HaKadosh Baruch Hu Bichvayda Va'atmu Ga'alam by the way the shir is Lili Nishmas Gedalia Ben Aram so what happened with us at Matan Taira Hashem Melech Malchay Amlachim HaKadosh Baruch Hu in his very essence came along and revealed himself and by revealing himself, we became redeemed. And we know the Rebbe Rashad says, what does that mean, in his very essence? His very essence came down, down, down. How far down? To the very lowest place. What's the lowest place? Eretz Mitzrayim. Mikul Kalim Mikul Umas, an extremely depraved place, an extremely corrupted place. And in Eritmitraim itself, the Karabar, it's really into the very bowels of the most depraved place in the world. In fact, the capital city of Mitraim was Mlea Gilulim. It was full of idols. And therefore, the speech of Matantaira could not be from inside the city. It was full of idols. It had to be from outside of the city. So, Hashem revealed himself in his very essence and redeemed us. So, okay. So that's a powerful thing. So when the center of Chabad Hasidus moves to this part of the world, and Dafka this part of the world where Matan Tairid didn't happen, where you never visibly had the essence of Hashem, this really low place like Mitzrayim. When the center of Tyra moves to this very low place, you know, just imagine the ball moving around from its real place, from its real home, down to the place that sort of doesn't fit it. So what happens then when it's moved around then we understand that something absolutely revolutionary happens. Now the center of Pneumia which is the main part of Matan Taira, is transferred here. 
And um, okay. So the truth is, when Hasidic Chabad was moved to this half of the globe, is that going up or is that going down? Is that an aliyah or a yerida? It's a yerida, or it seems so. Taking Tyra to a place that doesn't seem to fit it. But we know, of course, the greater the yerida, the greater the aliyah, the greater the descent, the greater the ascent. We know. And we know, so if, if the center of Pneumia Satyra moves down here, and really down here, then what's the good thing about it? We always say in Hasidus that in order to lift something up, or at least lift up a building, you have to go to the very bottom. And if you go to the very bottom of that structure, and you lift up, you put your hands underneath that furniture, and you lift it up, or underneath the building, and you lift it up from the bottom, the whole thing gets lifted up. So if Tyra moves and moves and moves and comes to the bottom of the barrel, New York, Brooklyn, New York, bottom half of the globe, lower place, place where there wasn't, where Hashem is not visibly experienced, etc., and you lift up from there, then you end up ultimately with the Geula Mitesha when you'll have the full re- revelation. And this, the Indian of Gula, is Shayach specifically to Torah's Chassidus Chabad. Because Chassidus Chabad puts together two things, Pneumius of Torah and Nigla of Torah, into one. And it's the level of Yechida, which is connected to the Yechida of Yid, the Neshama of Mashiach, through which you have the revelation of Yechida Shalaylam in the whole world, as it will be revealed, the Gula Mitzvah so, and who is it that, moved, that brought this center of Chassidus here? The previous Rebbe, whose name is Yosef Yitzchak. Why Yosef? Yosef Hashem li ben Acher. Hashem, this passive spoken in Parshas Vayethe, Hashem adds to me, I think this is, this is a passive connected to Leah, Hashem added to me another son, the idea of adding something to your, adding another son, taking the acher, taking a stranger, taking somebody who somehow doesn't belong in your circles, and taking parts of the world that somehow don't belong to holiness, and filling them with godly light. And all of a sudden, they belong to the realm of godliness, even in this lower half of the globe as it will be revealed in the future. As it says, So all of this happens again and again every test other, which is today. Every single test other, this revolution, this movement of Panemia Satira to in a downward spiral, which is really an upward spiral, happens higher and higher and higher. And it's not just, it's kichadashim, it's chadashim. Something entirely new is created in the world today. As we said at the beginning, my lower aspects of my life are currently uninspired. They are motivated by not necessarily holy principles. 
Imagine this. Well, let's take an example. Um, what's our first instinct when we have an appointment? We get in the car. We start the car, and it doesn't work. Or, or let's say like this. It seems to be a principle that when you're doing something really good and holy and important, the, the, tech, the tech aspects of it are going to not work. That's always, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say it, but, you know, you, you try to make a recording on your phone and, I don't know, all of a sudden the sound doesn't work on your phone or the plug wasn't plugged in or, you know, various creative, Various creative kind of fun things. So that's this lower half of the globe when these ungodly things happen is our first instinct to say, wow. First of all, let's say it's the month of Adar. If you have, is my instinct to say, if you have something legal happening in the month of Adar, or if you have something legal pending, Go for it in the month of other. It's not necessarily a court case. Is your first instinct, one second, your muzzle is powerful, your muzzle is healthy in this month. Whatever happens, is, oh, I can't believe it. Oh, no, what am I going to do? Your lower aspect will say, oh, no, what am I going to do? Your higher aspect says, what do you mean? Your muzzle is very powerful in this month. So we want these two halves of our lives to blend. And on Tess other, they blend in a way that they never blended before. So, and that's a Chiddush. So, and the Tess other of this year is higher than the Tess other of the year before, etc. That year that we are learning this Sicha was Shnas Tismach, I think. Could be. Shnastismach. No, Tavshinun. No, we had just finished Shnastismach. Um, we're going into Tavshin Um Okay. Let's just see one other piece here. So, what is it about 50 years from Tess Other to Tess Other, from 1940 to 1990? So, and why is all of this, we're talking about moving the godly visibility to the lower aspects of the world, to the lower parts of our life. Why in other? Why in other? So, the special thing about, about other is, we know, it's about Purim. For us, other is Purim. And what happened in Purim? Kaimu Mashakiblukvar. We started to keep the Tyra in a way that it was just kind of practice at Matan Tyra. 2,000 years later, at the story of Purim, it was no longer practice. It was the real thing. Now we really accepted the Tyra. The first time was Matan Tyra. We were given the Tyra. Second time was Kabbalah the Tyra. We received it. So Purim came out to be Kabbalah the Tyra in a way of permanence. It made Matan Tyra permanent. So, and that's all connected to the month of Adar. Adar, Haraita she is Kaimu Nechasav Yitabehem Adar. Shenemar Adir Bamaram Hashem. 
if you want your investments to grow, if you want your project to grow, your money to grow, your anything to grow, your relationship, your idea, your book, your poem, your, your audio, anything, your plan, do it in the month of other. As it says, Adir Bamaram Hashem, because other is from the word Kiyam and Chayzek. Permanence. So that means if you're going to plant a tomato bush, then plant it in a month that gives it permanence. You put in that tomato bush, it will grow forever. That comes from the energy of other, other, other Bamaram Hashem. And Alasar. So that's what it's all about. You want to plant? Plant in the month of, of other. Okay. When it comes to the Simcha of the month of other, the Simcha of Purim is greater than all the other Yom and Um And we know the truth is all of the Yom and Taivim, the space in was appointed to make sure we don't get too out of hand. But the Simcha of the month of Adar, besides this, the Simcha parts together, the Simcha of Adar is connected to the Simcha of Purim, which is higher than any limitation. And from this, we come to the Simcha, to breaking through every limitation, so that we have the Simcha of the Gulamitis Vashlema, Simcha's Island. And the last thing we want to discuss is, so we understand other means a certain permanence. Why the ninth of other? If the if the Rebbe is going to come here and do this revolution, take everything, drag and drop from the top half of the globe, all that godly visibility, and pull it down to the lower half of the globe, why in other? You're talking about the Friedrich Rebbe planting the godly revelation in the soil, in American soil, in the month of other. If you want it to grow, Planted in the month of, month of other. Okay. Why on the ninth of other? What is nine all about? So, so the truth is, the whole month of other has to do with Purim, Kolachaydish, and you can read Megillah the whole month. And it's the month that's transformed to Simcha. So, in the month of other, we, you know, it's all about Purim. Um, okay, so what does the ninth of other have to do with? The ninth of other is after you've gone through eight days of other. We know what's special about the number eight. The mile of Hanukkah, eight days. The mile of Pesach, eight days. The mile of Sukkot. Uh, sorry, the Milo of Hanukkah is eight days. Pesach is the Gabi Chagas, Sukkot, Chagas, Sukkot. Pesach and Sukkot are seven days, I guess, in Eretz Yisrael. Here it's eight days, but in Eretz Yisrael it, it's seven days. So, um, and especially when we're talking about Shavuot, which is one day, which is connected with the ghoul of the future. The harp of Mashiach 
has how many strings? Eight, right? So we know on the ninth day, after you've reached eight, and after you've reached eight strings harp of Mashiach and Gula, where do you go after that? You've reached eight. What do you do after you reach eight? What do you do then? What would you say? You could say something. What do you do after eight? And what will nine, so what will after eight look like? Seven is holy, you know, six is mundane, seven is holy, eight is above the natural world. What do we do after that? Truth. Oh, okay, truth. Okay, good. So let's see what the, what the Rebbe is saying here in the Sikha. So now we understand that the ninth of other is um, a yom mesugo, a fitting day to bring Tzimis Atayra down here in a permanent way, especially after 50 years. Why? Because I guess we want to think it through. You've reached the highest point above nature, and now what do you want to do? You want to take all that above nature energy and you want to bring it to a place where it's not ready for it. A place where it's not ready for it. This half of the globe, it's not an appropriate place. It's essentially bringing godly light to an inappropriate place. That's where you reach after eight. Eight is above nature, so you can break the laws of nature. It's one thing to break the laws of nature. It's another thing to bring holiness to a place that is not appropriate. Like Brooklyn, New York. It doesn't fit. So only the Nasi Hadar can enable us to somehow do that. To the extent that the Fredic Rebbe can say, there's no, it's not different here. This place, America, which was deemed inappropriate for godly light, and the proof is people weren't being very godly, it's not different. It's clearly a place that's appropriate for godly life. So somehow only the Nasiatar can come from such a high place and he can bring it back down, bring it down into this world, into America. So um the um, so because of the general month that has to do with Purim, in this month, all darkness turns to light. A dark place, which is spiritually dark, reveals itself to be in truth light. We're talking about the power of Matantaira. The ninth day is connected to the future Ga'ula. Not only are all the rules broken, not only can you bring Tyra to a place that normally just couldn't receive it, blah. You know, you know the famous story about Rebbe Yucasil Leffler. He, he was an older chassid that had a head like a piece of wood. He just could not learn. And it was very, very, very painful for him. And he asked the Alta Rebbe for a bracha. He really, nothing went into his head. He asked the Alta Rebbe for a bracha. And he rented, I guess, some kind of an attic apartment and would have people sit with him and learn with him the Maimarim over and over and over and over again. And he became a genius. From somebody who has a head that cannot take in learning, 
just somebody who becomes a genius in Tyrus and in Chukudah. So this is that principle. The place that was completely unfit becomes completely fit. And so when we finish 50 years, after the 40 years that we go through, and now we can stand in the footsteps of our Rebbe, so when we're coming to the Hef Adar, um, so the, 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 oh, I see. The ninth of other comes after the completion of the tenth of Shvat. We come to Yud Shvat. The world is now no longer resisting Hashem. We come to Yud Shvat. And after that, we come to the month of Adar, where all in which all these unbelievable things are happening, all darkness can turn upside down. It's an upside down month. So a place that you feel is not appropriate for Yiddish for, for kedusha, it becomes appropriate, etc. In a way of permanence, as you're saying, nine the union of truth. And so, what does it have to do with the parsha? We're going to come up here. Etc. What is it? You command the Yidden, Lahalos Neratamid, to bring the Neratamid, the Erevad biker. We know the Atta is talking about, as the Friedrich Rebbe tells us, the Atta means the essence of Hashem, the essence of Maishrabenu, connected with Hashem's essence. Titsava, when Maishrabenu Titsavas B'nai Yisrael gives us a command, what is he really doing? He's connecting us with our insights. He's connecting with our insights. And for what purpose? Why would I need to be connected to our insights? There are two opposite ways of serving Hashem. There's constant light. You know, there's a light that shines from Hashem, never changes. There it is. From the morning, from the evening to the, to the morning. It's a certain kind of avida that keeps changing. Morning, evening, morning. And you put the two together, the atatitsava. The two of them together, um, you have two extremes coming together. And when we learn Tyra, the varashem mamash, then we have the oneness of Hashem. So, chukasavim ladarasechem, in a way of Chakika, as it says in Chakidus, that we receive freedom when we learn this Torah. And this is connected to test other. The Gilu Yipnimis Torah, down here in this world, and Alderach, and like the Pa'ul of Maishar Benu, through Torah, that Maishar Kibbal Torah Misinai, um, Yia or Vigili Tamid, creating a, um, a constant light. So what do we have to do? In these specific days, the days of, before Purim and the days of Purim, when we were fulfilling 50 years, excuse me, of Chathidus down here, um, make for Brengnus, excuse me, make for Brengnus connected with Tess Adar. Well, here we go. Here we're doing it. In every single place. And in, especially in the capital city of the Friedrich Rebbe, well, here we are in Brooklyn. Yay, here we are. 
And where are we in Brooklyn? In 770, Base Mashiach. Well, perfect. Aren't we in the... Isn't that a nice feeling to be in the right place at the right time doing the right thing? That's so perfect. Great. Okay. So here we are in Brooklyn. We're in 770 where the last 10 years of his life, Chaim B'chayusab al-Madin, the Friedrich Rebbe did his Avaida, and Kedusha doesn't be Kedusha never leaves this place. On the contrary, it's added more and more and more, and over 50 years, it's infinitely increased. The Hirasan, the taking on these Hachlakas, and, and taking all this on, of, of bringing the Gulamitsu Tashlema through Mashiach Sekenu, no one will, uh, uh, without any, any hesitation, immediately, the Hatzchalas so we're starting with this time of the ninth of Adar and at that time the Rebbe said we're after Mayrav and we said that immediately before we say Kriya and before we continue this for Brangman we should have Yeshu Yishar Mitzchanech B'Besim Mitzvah Shlishi and there we will see Hashem Yeru HaKayin B'Tziyan Aaron HaKayin who fulfilled the Tzivu of bringing the eternal light from the morning to the, the evening to the morning and by adding in Tzedakah which is Mekarevus is the Geula Gula Mitzvah Shlishim with Mashiach Sekenu including all Yidin in all the generations because they keep the Ramu Shach including Gedalia Ben Aaron and including the free of the Greta, the Rosham, and immediately, and it should be taken of the Admanish. And at that point, the free of the Greta gave every single one there a star of a dollar to give to Tzedakah. So may we find ourselves from this place, in this Fabrengen, in the base of Mizusha Shlishi, and with the Hachlasa, what should our Hachlasa be for today? That everything that today is about of bringing the truth of, revolu- of, re- of, of revelation and stepping into a space, let's say our hachlata could be, to step into a space in which we give up the old pattern of saying, oh, it's not going to work over here. And say, it can now work. Goodness and holiness, it's not going to fit over here. Goodness and holy fit, holiness will now fit everywhere, anywhere, all times, all places. Nothing stands in the way of that ability to move into that and to reveal it. And it's begging to be revealed in every single place. And surely we, we're being given this cliff and we will take that cliff to reveal the light of Mashiach in the entire world and see ourselves in the base of Mishnah Shlishi. Okay. And, and we, we will... We will... Allow this last piece to be heard on the recording. And go to Mincha, Ketz Adar. Keep the runners up, they also have to value the Okay, thanks.